This podcast is rated X for classic movies. For Midnight Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Pop Culture, the podcast where we culture the uncultured by showing them our favorite movies, TV shows, what have you. We're on part three of Mission Hill. My name is Sean and I am your host, and I am joined as always by my co-host slash fiance. Chelsea Cruz. I went really roundabout with that. You really did. Did you want to do it again? Nah. <laughs> You're like, oh, we're, you know what? Part three, tired. Yeah, we're also super late on this episode. We, it's fine. We've we probably mentioned it before, but like we, we, we're kind of just on like a, a casual schedule, so it, the podcast is not like a major source of stress. Listen, it's all good Cause the and fine. We, yeah, the reason we stopped in the first place when we were doing Pop Love was just like, it, we we kind of had that like it's not fun anymore because we were like trying to keep a schedule and she's like eh you know what if, I want to try and do one a week but if we can't keep it to the same day every week I'm cool with that. Yeah. We also got really distracted by Scrubs. We've been rewatching Scrubs. Oh, in general, too much, yeah. Too much. No, it's not too much. It's enough. Yeah. So before we get into. Uh, uh, I should probably say what we're doing. This is part three mission. No, I said oh that. I said that part. Did but... you? Did you say that? <laughs> what happened? I touched. So we store our dog's crate right next to the table we record the podcast on, and I just like tapped it with my hand, and the handle that's like sticks to it just fell right the fuck off. I knuckle. <laughs> and I, I heard the dog get really scared. Okay. Um, this is a mess. We're a mess. It's fine. It's more natural this way. I. Can't. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. I'm tired. Quarantine's tiring. I thought you weren't tired. I'm, 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 I'm like. Oh my god! Wake up. Soul tired. <laughs> my soul is tired. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is part three, Mission Hill. We have watched the last five episodes of the series, which were <clears throat> Unemployment Part Two or Theory of the Theory of the Leisure S, uh, Kevin Finds Love or Hot for Weirdy, Stories of Hope and Forgiveness or Day of the Jackass. Happy birthday, Kevin. Happy birthday, douchebag. Uh, Plan 9 from Mission Hill, or I Married a Gay Man from Outer Space. <laughs> Alright. Yes. So, before we get into talking about these episodes... Yes. Uh, two things. One, uh, overall take on this. I like it. Yes. I like Mission Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's your ending thoughts on the whole thing? Um, I wish there were at least... One more episode, maybe? Yeah. The, the end wasn't the, really the end. There's one fully boarded and acted out one okay. that we can find on the internet that maybe we can do a bonus episode on. See, we're not done then. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and other news, uh, I didn't know this until recently, and I wanted to wait for the podcast to tell you, they're actually trying to revive it. They've been trying to revive it kind of on and off a little bit f- from my recollection, but uh, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein are trying to actually get like a revival and have it take only six months, take place only six months after the original ended. Okay. So it's it, they're not trying to do like okay now it's suddenly twenty twenty in the series oh, and okay. they're all the same age you yeah. know like some other reboots have done, which works for some. But uh, yeah, so they're trying to make it take place in the same time and six months later. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, which nice. is cool. Um, Would be still. I feel like he made an announcement, and the way the stupid way that Twitter works, where it's like top tweets first, just didn't show me. It's like, hey, that's a top tweet. I want to see that. Because you don't save the topic of Mission Hill. Yes. Maybe. Maybe that's why, right? Can't you just like? Again, this is making me sound like a what, like, like, like a weirdo. Notifications on each topic. I think you can like save like tags or buzzwords that you are interested in. Maybe. Or is that Instagram? I have no idea, honestly. Well. I don't use, I, I barely use hashtags unless I'm promoting a podcast. I thought you were going to be like, I barely use Twitter. That is a lie. It's a filthy lie. I thought I you that. were going to be a filthy liar today. You, if I said I don't like Twitter, you know I'm like on the phone kidnapped. <laughs> Dude, uh, like honestly, like that's, that's the way. Oh boy. Chelsea, delete my Twitter account. What? Delete my Twitter account. <laughs> Okay. I won't need it anymore. Wink, wink. <laughs> Something's wrong. You hear the subtle click of a gun. <laughs> it's a it's a slight bird chirp. Oh, uh, all right. Um, so first episode, unemployment part two. Do you need a little reminder what happened in this? Um, let me see. Hold on, 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 hold on. Okay. Andy just got fired. Yes. And that was unemployment part one. And yes. that is the one that I think that we were talking about, like, it, that's the one where just the unemployment check and the $400 just keeps going round and round. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. And then, um, so in unemployment two, he's looking for a new job and they're all trying to help him, like, get his life back together because he's just been eating bugles yes, he's for been, years. Yeah. He's no, been, kidding. like, just on the couch like just living off of the couch what is it about bugles in like tv and film i feel like i see them the most maybe because we just watched the, the scrub episode, episode yeah. where they're using it as fingernails uh, no it's on sarah silverman also i just think they're yeah. popular but then like i don't they're like i don't go out popular. to eat them i think they're just like the best ridiculous tv snack without it being too much in the range of like I want to destroy my hot my my body with hot Cheetos or like, um, you know, eating ho hos and Twinkies. Like ho hos and Twinkies were like played out by this point. I mean, in the in the birthday episode, isn't that like a ho ho? Like it's a Swiss cake roll. The Swiss cake roll. Yeah. What's a ho ho? It might be a Swiss cake roll. <laughs> I gotta look that up. But anyway, it's yeah, I think it's just like that perfect like. Um, it, it was this window of like like late nineties to early to mid-ish to that or 2000s where it was like the bugle is the funny snack because snacks go through the, i have this major theory that like snacks go through cycles of like which one that tv wants to make fun of the most cheese puffs was a big one those mm-hmm. cheese balls and like the big barrel of them oh, that was a, a big one it's a hoho. oh yeah it is a ho-ho but like um uh cheese puffs bugles uh i feel like hot cheetos might be the one now no i think it's still they keep it to like cheese ball yeah it's a yeah what because both that's vague and i guess bugles wants the advertise i don't know if bugles has the money they spend it well, because like it's funny, really cause, cause scrubs and mission hill are around from around the same time yeah to the extent of like i think there was a lot less like there was a lot less copyright issue with like you're using a name brand oh you didn't have to say like cookie sandwich snack yeah exactly yeah um so 
there either wasn't legal pursuit or people were just like, hey, it's free advertisement. That's true. So, who yeah, knows? I mean, that could be the reason. Um, Anyways, so yeah, he's out of a job. He's just eating bugles. He's and spending getting his, drunk. Yeah. Getting drunk. He's spending his money on more bugles. Oh, yeah. He's feeding the dog bugles. <laughs> when he gets comes in, it's just like it's an unemployment payment check, uh, uh, paycheck, and he's just like dancing like Charlie Brown. Yeah. Uh, and then he. <laughs> He comes in just like, I'm going to spend you on some good stuff. And they just like... Just the more. More bugles and movie theater. <laughs> and uh, not movie, uh, movie rentals and, and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I think yes. they were helping him get a job. But also they were getting, helping him get insurance because he yeah, lost so his Yeah, so first tooth. he's depressed. Uh-huh. Uh, because he just like he's losing track of the days and he has no purpose and like like the sign that he's depressed is when he doesn't even feel like opening the dog food because he becomes so lazy yeah and he just throws bugles into his bowl yeah <laughs> and stogie eats them because it's stogie because he's hungry yeah um and then like he's gotten to the like such a bad extent that his tooth falls out yeah uh and then he tr- uh tries to use jim's dental insurance to uh-huh. get it fixed uh and can't so he tries to get a job at jim's work yeah Oh, first, he can't remember what Jim does. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, he doesn't know what he does, so he comes to show, show him what it does, and then, uh, and then, like, and he's like, oh, you're conning them as the young guy working there, uh, mm-hmm. and then Jim reveals, oh, he actually knows what to do and makes good money and it has a good job and does, yeah. like, good work. Yeah. Uh, and so, Andy has the realization while going up and down the elevator of Jim's building mm-hmm. that he, like is the only one left in slackerdom, you know? Yeah. He, he has this, like, major crisis, which is, again, like, in another adult cartoon, this would be a gag, but he's actually having this, like, oh, I thought we were all, like, rejecting society. Yeah, but, like, you see everyone around having, like, conversations be like, you can't get anywhere yeah, and after like, oh, 24. He's only 24. Yeah. Oh, he's 24. Oh, he's 25. Or he's already 24, yeah. That's, that's kind of the mentality that played into, like, our own generation's factor because we always like i think we always put it on a pedestal that like you got to do all these things yeah. by like your 20s honestly like the, the generation that andy is a part of is uh is definitely like we kind of like slackered for they slackered for a bit they had their slacker 20s and then but they were fine to do that and then they could just get back into the job market at 30 yeah us we have to start planning shit when we're like 12 yeah you know like yeah um eh, not necessarily but somewhat, no you know yeah. what i mean like 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 as soon as you uh get senior year everything's about uh making sure you have every single detail or the money or the scholarship or the loans or the 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 career path all set up you know yeah um which is yeah so it's it's a very it, it's still related to us because we still have this point of like oh you're we're only 20 something and we don't, uh, we're already 20-something and we don't have blank, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. After that, I think he's trying to get, like, a interview outfit together. Yeah, he's to trying interview to interview at Jim's yeah, so job. He, he, yeah, he gets an interview at the job for yeah. the art department. He works at an advertising agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, like, he has the skills to do it. Like, yeah. He has a portfolio. He's a cartoonist, yeah. Yeah. Uh, during trying this to get. This is essentially what my dad does. Like, my dad went to school for illustration and then changed his advertising, uh, yeah. and his, like, he had the cartoonist ability, Yeah. and then he went into advertising. Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> so, in between there, I, 
he like doesn't have any interview clothes. Yeah. They're like, hey, you're not going to get a job like that. Yeah. So he goes to Kevin to get ties. Kevin has so his many ties. Tie collection. Yeah. I like the one with his parents, like, on the tie. Yeah. That's a good one. But then, like, the tie he chooses is a green one that's, uh... Oh, it looks normal. And it just starts, like, playing music. Is it kept down races? Yeah, it's, okay. like, their go-to one. Okay, yeah. Um, and then he takes off and smashes on the ground. He kills the tie. tie. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's on the bus. Oh, but before that, when he loses his tooth, he yeah. puts the tooth in a jo- in a glass of milk. Yes, because uh, uh, Gus tells him it's an old boxer trick. Yep, sure. It's it's not it's not a thing. It's uh well it I mean, if you keep it like in milk, maybe in the fridge. Maybe would it? And then I like you know, know, put plastic over he it. He put it in Kevin's milk. By he the way, he put it obviously. in Kevin's milk, and then like towards the end of it, he found out that it had curdled around the yeah. tooth. <laughs> it makes sense though, like calcium, your tooth, kind of. Yeah. It's a bone. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. So. so he's like on the. I think is it bus or subway? Um, he's on. The he's bus. on a transportation. Yeah, it's subway. I think. Uh, and so he. Uh, because he has a gap tooth, yeah. or t- or he has a missing tooth, he wants to have a full set of teeth mm-hmm. for the interview, so he picks up a discarded styrofoam coffee cup, cuts out a little piece, and then puts it in the thing, and he's like, ah, see, it works, huh? And he's yep. just, like, breathing, and it's going, like, <laughs> <laughs> makeshift teeth. And uh, then he gets to the office yeah. for the interview. Uh, and it goes okay. I I've don't had that think kind it's... of interview where it's, like, the guy, like... We're, we're like you i don't know i don't know it goes okay i, I think just, it, just goes it goes okay. okay it was fine up until the part where his styrofoam tooth like flies out of his face he breathes too much uh and then it just like like woo 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 and just splat on the guy's yeah. glasses <laughs> it's disgusting yeah um the guy also another tom kenny voice he's like 100 people on this dude he's everybody yeah every single person is tom kenny uh yeah so uh, by the way also uh Let's not forget that Gus and Wally, uh, or sorry, Wally uh, makes uh, Andy's resume. Oh, yeah. And lies about being his former employer. And then when he calls, he starts to panic. Mm-hmm. And Gus, who was against lying for him, yep. picks the phone and he's like, yeah, the kid's got moxie. He's a stand-up guy. <laughs> he's a champ. I love that they were making his resume on a typewriter. I mean... There's no room for error on a typewriter. There is not. <laughs> um, sort of, but you can see it. But yeah, so... Uh, following that, uh, he they start celebrating because he thinks the interview goes so well, and then, that that kind of things makes me like cringe because I'm like, you don't even know. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Why are you having a party? Uh, and especially because Posey comes in and says like, yeah, no, they called. You didn't get the job. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get that. <laughs> uh, and he gets really sad, and the new guy who gets hired, Jim, because like the whole shtick is that. Like, it is correct that Jim is just the young guy, and because he is the youngest guy in the office, everyone just believes everything he says. Yeah. Um, and, like, is, like, a values his opinion over anything else because it's an advertising agency. And a small note about advertising agency is that, like, they the, the concept of having a young person at your company is more important than the young person's input. Because they got moxie. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Specifically just because, like, oh... Like it's like look at we have somebody who has who is the youth input person. It's like and they don't even take their advice usually. They so just I, want them. So yeah. In noon town. 
new in town. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Jim uses that to his advantage. He says he doesn't like the new guy who got hired instead of Andy, and then he yeah. doesn't like the guy who hired the new guy. Well, that guy didn't even consider Andy, and you know, Jim, you know, you saw him flip through the yeah. resumes and be like, oh, Andy's not even in this qualified list. Yeah, so he does the he does the right thing. Like, I don't, I know there's a lot of, like, this is hell of nepotism, though. Yeah, there's, you know, like, nepotism is a double-sided coin, I think, because it's, like, on the one hand, the it's kind of shitty when it's, like, siblings, I feel like, but if it's friends, it's, like, well, friends usually can, like, well critique their friend's work, I feel like. Yeah. And, or, or have a good enough gauge and, like, I know you're a good worker, kind of. Yeah. Anyway. That works. That's a discussion for another time. <laughs> uh, he gets in the job. Uh, he gets full dental coverage. Um, and he goes to get his tooth replaced, and the tooth has been turned into cottage cheese in the milk. Yeah. Yeah. It's curdled around it. Yeah. It's more protein. What was the B plot in this? Um, the B plot. Was there one? There was. Um, no, there wasn't. Wait, wasn't there? hold on. No. You're right. It I don't was think all there was. about Andy getting a job. Yeah, I think so. Um, that about covers it for that episode. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Again, I liked him. Keep saying I like him. You're gonna, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna realize this. I like the episodes. I like this one. It was, it was real in a lot of places. You know, a lot of the job searching and the kind of feeling that you get when you are unemployed. A lot yeah. of that kind of realness, like... You feel like it's kind of over, or you feel down on yourself, oh, or it like, or that it's time to like, you know, get back out there. Yeah. Which you did. And, and the just the losing track of the days thing. <laughs> yeah. And then time. Oh God, we forgot. <laughs> he woke up at like seven p.m. one day. Oh yeah. Uh, and he went to the di- the diner. He went to the diner, went just his bathrobe, and and Gus said, "No shirt, no shoes, no hat, no service." Yeah. <laughs> People used to wear hats and suits when they got out. <laughs> it's my favorite like throwaway gag in it. Uh, and so he's just like, uh, "Well, fine, if you won't serve me, I'll just fend for myself." <laughs> and he just pulls out bugles from his <laughs> robe, and it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Those bugles, man. Those bugles. All right. So the next episode is called... Uh, Kevin Finds Love, I think? That's the one where they're... No. Uh, forget- uh, yes, it is Kevin Finds Love. So in this one, Kevin is alone in his room. Uh, and Andy's like, you should get laid. Yeah. Basically. Basically. That's how it starts. He just tells them to get laid. And then they look through the yearbook, and he tries to pick, like, girls he likes, and he picks, like, a pretty girl, and Andy's like, no, 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 no. This one is more of your league, and it's a girl named, I think it's Eunice? Yes, Eunice Yulemeyer. Okay, but they called her Weirdy? Yes. Okay. Which is creative. Weirdy. <laughs> She's uh, a weirdy. Yeah, so, like, uh... Andy tells him that that's like in his league, uh, and then when they learn that her last name is Yulemeyer, Kevin realizes, oh, her dad helped invent the H bomb. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then like <laughs> he could write the world's greatest recommendation, uh, recommendation letter, letter yeah. for Yale. So there's this big like like long like courting process. Not yeah. big and long. No, like, he like goes on a date with her. Yeah. Um they kind of both don't like each other. I do like 
when they go into the planetarium to go to the laser show and, and they get like, like so shocked by it and he's just like this is a misuse of lasers first there was the cosmos then there was rock <laughs> <laughs> which um, are legit things right yeah uh and then the subplot should we finish the regular plot first thing to the subplot or? wait go to the subplot I just the subplot remember. is the nightclub Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I, again, this is one of my ones. One of the ones where the, the subplots my favorite over the, the A plot. I um, like the. I like it. Yeah, no, it's the A plot still, is still funny because uh, so eventually, uh, and uh, Kevin manages to get uh, a recommendation later, and after uh, Eunice's father writes it, he dies. Yeah. Just full on dies. Because of the happiness that his daughter is happy. And he was like, I can finally die. Also, that was a very old man. Yeah, yeah. Like, so the idea is that just, like, she's that, like, weird person that everyone knew whose parents were just a little too old when they had them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, um. Butterscotch candy breakfast. Yes, so he writes in the recommendation uh, and dies. But also before that, my favorite bit is that he is just like, while Kevin's just like admiring his scientific brain, Yeah. Uh, the old dude is just like talking about, it's like, well, you see, the atom bomb wasn't as deadly as it could have been. <laughs> I made a bomb that killed more people. I know. I also invented the bone melting gun. Dude, when... <laughs> I don't know if that's... Maybe that's all scientists, but when scientists invent things, you think they all just, like, gloat about it, but it's just really, cr- like, it gets really crazy it's and crazy morbid. It's crazy because, yeah. When it's like, when it's like, oh, well, it's like, like, like oh, Albert Einstein was like, a great man, but it's like, he also invented the atomic bomb. Or, like, like Kevorkian being like, hey, guys, <laughs> I have this machine. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, so uh, they he gets a recommendation, he dies. But he gets rig- like it's like rigor mortis, and he gets his like letter yeah. stuck up in the air, stuck yeah. in his hand, so Kevin can't get it. Yeah, and so uh, after the funeral, because he was a government scientist at some point, yeah, they take all his files and put it in like a military base. So he has to go, uh, sneak in there with Eunice, who mm-hmm. he tells the truth to, to go get the letter. Yeah, and in the midst of that, he starts to like Eunice because yes. she's. Like, sneaky and she's and, planning and she's smart yes she's uh she's like yes she, she's adventurous yes um and they they like each other and he manages to get the letter uh kevin throws away the recommendation letter because he wants eunice and he can't have her and he goes into dive after the uh, recommendation letter he threw in the water yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so the subplot is better nightclub uh, nightclub uh, so this episode starts because Kevin uh, Andy's going out to a club and tells Kevin to go out and do something as well. Yeah, yeah well, he, actually, not just something he invited him with them. Yes, but he also tells him to like. Get but like, mo- mainly he doesn't invite him to things. Yeah, no, because you know? they have separate lives. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they go to a club that they get denied. Uh, and like the 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 boiling point for Andy is when somebody looking exactly like Jim gets let in and he doesn't. And he's, he's just like, like, he's like no, we only need we only need one of you. <laughs> it's like we are not collections. Uh, and so they can't get to the club, so they just decide to start a club of their own. Yeah. That they don't let anybody into either. Yeah. Which it's basically like the boiler room of their apartment yeah. building. Yes, it's just a boiler room. And at that's the back. because like the club is across the street. Yeah. So the most the like, meter room, I think it's called. Yeah, and yeah. they're most angry about it because like we can't even get to a club. 
That's on our street. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the boiler room opens, or the meter room opens up. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. They're, they're just like, how are we going to get people to come to it? And then just by way of him standing outside it, people are already lined up. It's like, hey, is this a new club in town? It's <laughs> like, yeah, no, we're friends with Ben Stiller. Oh, and, yeah. And so Andy doesn't let anybody in except all the people who are in on this, which yeah. is him, the neighbors and stuff. Uh, it's only like... Uh, I don't even think Gus and Wally do it, but it's the it's the couple that the dad is the painter. They have a baby. Yes, I can't remember their name. They're they're in it the least. I think they're in the show the least. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they um, the 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 first one they let in is Posey, who is wearing duct tape on her uh, breasts and her uh, pelvic region. Yeah, and then she's just wearing I'm an adult. Uh- <laughs> Her pelvic area and her breasts. She's basically what looks like sensor bar taped things. And then yeah, she's, she's wearing a clear her... coat over that. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is just plastic wrap. Yeah. It's probably uh, plastic wrap. Uh, and she gets let into the club for her style. Yeah. Uh, and then nobody else is being let in. Yeah. And then another one is uh, the neighbor lady and her baby. But only the baby <laughs> only gets the baby let gets in. in. <laughs> because they know that like the dad's inside already. Yeah. <laughs> And it's 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 literally just like a, a like a like a like a four by four room yeah. with a bunch of pipes and meters yeah. that they put smoke effects and lights in. Uh, it's just way too cool. Yeah, and so it eventually gets to the point where they're kind of tired of it. Yeah. Uh, and um, they uh, they decide to instead of just telling the truth, they decide to burn it up in flames. Yeah. Like, it just like dies and like Andy's like, uh, oh god. Oh god, I've lost it all. <laughs> and then the guy, like some guy, random dude behind him is like, "You've been punished for your hubris." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been punished for your hubris. But there's also a guy who was like, "I was in there." Man. That's what I was gonna say. That's my favorite. It's like we were there. We first we lost Kurt, and then we lost the meter room. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, cornerstones of our generation oh have been lost. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, so that's that episode. Uh, and then the next episode was, what was it? Uh, Stories of Hope and Forgiveness slash Day of the Jackass. So, Andy is having the worst day ever. Yes. Um, while there is a big global crisis. Oh, relevant. Oh, This one nice. felt weird. This one felt a little weird. Because of the global crisis? Yeah, because we are currently in the midst of what is a global crisis with people protesting and with people on bated breath and with celebrities speaking up and not helping at all. So accuracy, yeah. yes. No, it's, it's, it's exactly like this very poignant and like accurate like satire of like, this is how the world handles it. Like Steven Spielberg makes a speech about it, and like <laughs> Steven Spielberg is about to talk. But yeah. why is he has nothing to do with politics? What has politics done? Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. What have politicians done for us? So during this like but, day, though, but like the best part is, there's no reveal what the crisis is. It's just the crisis. Yep. Yeah. It's just That's a the crisis. whole bit. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the episode, they were talking about all the celebrities talking about the crisis. I think. Yes. And so uh, they stop at like a Starbucks and, to get coffee. Mm-hmm. And they meet one of the celebrities they were talking about. Uh, what's her name? Um, Becca Michelle Butterfield. <laughs> which is definitely an amalgam of three different actual celebrities of the time. Well, it's probably like, yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, it's just like the three, that, the that three kind names. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
that kind of that kind of business <laughs> so they meet and then they hit it off but also andy had no idea who she was yeah uh but they hit it off because she poured hot coffee on his crotch yes and it was just like uh, how do i turn this around yeah oh. was, no no yeah it was just like so it's like i i'm so sorry I, I, i'm i'm andy because <laughs> she's hot yes she's also fanning his pelvic region yes Ha! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, need to do it. Okay, so he's invited to the Grammys, but he must prepare for the Grammys as he is a schlub. Yes. It, no, the schlubbiest. Um, the so schlubbiest of schlub. He has to get a haircut. Yeah. He has to get his, uh, his, uh, his Suit tuxedo. Tailored. To, his, oh, yeah, tuxedo, his, yeah. Tuxedo tailored to his crotch. Uh, a little room for the crotch. Yes. Um, or less room. Less room. Less room for the crotch. The crotch. <laughs> Um, so he does that, he's getting all ready, but, like, something is going wrong at every corner. Yeah. Because everyone is distracted by watching the crisis unfold on TV. Yeah. Um, so, and he's having the worst day while the world is, quote-unquote, having the worst day. Yeah. So it's like, all on the day, too. That's the funniest part. It's one day. Yeah. So, like, that's happening. It's supposed to be the best day of his life. Because he has a date with a celebrity. Yes. Um, he gets the middle of his head shaved off because, because the, the barber's, barber's looking at the TV. <laughs> The uh, tailor is, I think, is distracted, and he's just trying to run away from the tailor. Yeah. Is there one more? Um, the flower shop? Something. <laughs> uh, basically, like, he asks uh, Andy to, he asks Kevin to uh, pick up stuff for him, and he doesn't, he gets distracted, and they both end up handcuffed to a railing during a protest. Yeah, because one of their neighbors stops, first she stops Kevin. Yeah. And then... Kevin, uh, Andy sees Kevin on TV yeah. protesting. Yeah. Whatever the crisis is. Yeah. We're protesting the crisis. We're protesting. It's a crisis. It's a global crisis that we need to protest. Oh. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, we need haircuts. Uh, Eddie needed a haircut, too. This is accurate. Oh, my God. Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein predicted no. the coronavirus? That's like saying Scrubs predicted every single quarantine episode. That's fair. Okay. Um, next. So, they're all handcuffed to a fence outside of, like, a like a Capitol yeah. house or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. A government building. So, like, a government treehouse. Oh. <laughs> and then the neighbor. Uh, I don't know. And then the neighbor is, like, showing them a plan of how you can escape with yeah. it. So, you just, like, lift the fence. Yeah. And then you unhandcuffed no no they, wait. Could, they were still handcuffed to the fence they had to take so they just take the fence yeah they so take they're the tr- piece still of trying the to get up. him to the grammys yes um and so uh it's just like this non-stop process of just like worse and worse things happening yes yeah, so they're both running with a fence oh is the b-plot the friend that's getting yes, chased by is, the raby dog uh oh crap what's his name i, keep, I, I don't know forget. he just keeps calling him like fatty <laughs> and like tubby yeah so he is being he's trying to walk for the first time to school by himself because his mom is overbearing yeah and then he's like what if why can't i walk to school by myself mom it's like oh honey bear no sweet baby no <laughs> uh and he uh i think it's the same mother voice for both characters mothers probably um and so he uh just has to walk and while walking he's being followed by a rabbit dog yeah uh and he just can't stop walking because the dog is just sauntering behind him yeah and then you can't go faster because the 
the yeah. dog will chase you. Yeah, and so he um, he hits a payphone on the way and tries to call his mom and walks back and forth. And so he just can't manage to get the words out. Oh, yeah. And so this random guy just walks up and is just like, uh, penis, 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 penis. <laughs> and then the mom's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Andy comes across him when he's... Oh, no, first, and uh, Kevin gets free and goes to tell... Like, figure out what's going on. Like, yeah. goes to try to fix the situation. He ends up at the Grammys. Yeah, so he, he tries to be like, I'm going to go to the Grammys, and I'm going to tell her that you're on your way and all that stuff. But then, while on the way to his Grammys, he's wearing the tux. He says he's Andy. He gets, and he gets in. in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Ke- uh, uh, Andy's situation's gotten worse. He is trapped with Kevin's friend. Like behind the gate, yeah, guarding from the rabid dog. <laughs> I just remembered another part of the episode is Posey meditating. Oh God, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that after we finish <laughs> this plot. So uh, Kevin tells her what's going on, why he's late, uh, and then he also tells her a saying from his mom uh, when it's like because uh, they were because him and uh, Andy were fighting. Yeah, they said they should have. Uh, we were fighting when when we should have been making fruit cup. Yeah. And then he explains the saying that his mother used to say that takes all kinds of fruit to make fruit cup. Yeah. Uh, and then Becca Michelle Geller uh, is about to present. Becca Michelle Geller. Becca Michelle. <laughs> Becca Michelle Butterfield. <laughs> You're like you did. He slipped it. Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> so she's about to present the award for best single by the child of a famous rock star. Uh, yeah. Which is amazing, uh, and a very <laughs> pointed commentary on the Grammys. I mean, Ice Cube Jr. He he does do work now. It's fine. Oh. What? Didn't he play his... No, no. <laughs> Didn't he play his dad yeah. in the movie? It's so stupid. Why? No, I just think it's funny. Why is it stupid? It's, I don't know. It not stupid. It's funny. The same. Like, they no, no, it's the stupid same. in the show, I was saying. Oh, it's stupid in the show because it's like little... Because I don't think he was... Ice Cube Jr. is I don't funny. think he was born by then. He must have been born. I don't know. He's older than us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It just seems like Ice Cube Jr., it just, it's, it seems like a fake thing. Yeah. Well, it's like if you called, like, if, like, if, like, little, little Richard had a son and it was, like, tiny Richard. That's why. <laughs> Littler it, Richard. Smaller Richard, you know? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so she presents it before she presents the award, she decides the fruit cup speech or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it basically stops the world crisis. Yeah. <laughs> which is so stupid. All you needed was... You know, to just remember that all kinds of fruit make fruit cup. Oh. So, um, the, uh, so he, um... Well, while that's happening... Andy is still in an alleyway fighting off a dog. Yeah, he, so yeah, he now him and the, the Kevin's larger friend are stuck behind the fence... Uh, just trying to protect himself from the rabid dog. Yeah, and then but, he finally has had it when he sees that Andy is uh, Kevin's on TV. Yeah, I keep doing that. I was doing so well. It's okay. Uh, so Kevin's on TV. He's really mad, and he just fights off the dog. Uh, and he um, he like lugs the fence. Yeah, he lugs it all the, the way just has a soak to the, in the tub because he's had a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also I forgot. There's two really great visual gags in this, mm-hmm. or, or uh, two uses of it. One visual gag when uh, they use a. Um, a what's it like a welding uh tool yeah to get the uh the handcuffs off a blowtorch a blowtorch thank you i couldn't remember the word uh to get the handcuffs off and then uh uh kevin gets free 
And he's just like, oh, well, isn't that, uh, well, this is terrible, uh, or whatever. He just makes a snide comment, mm-hmm. and Andy stares literal daggers at him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he does it again to Ke- uh, to Kevin's friend, which I love the visual gags. Like, it's stuff like that at, when I was saying when we were, when we did the before, was just, like, all these, like, literal visual gags and, like, cartooning gags, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Very Calvin and Hobbesy almost. Like, the, the steam and the coffee and all that. Yeah. Uh, the little dotted lines yeah. for smoking and... and uh, Staring at the butts yeah. with the arrows. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, he's having a soak, uh, and then he gives her a note from... Kevin gives Andy a note from Becca Michelle Butterfield. I almost said, said Keller again. <laughs> uh, and he... Uh, uh, and they, he's like, oh, maybe we'll see each other again or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Are you then, gonna, it's like, she's going to like a different country and she's like, you don't, you wouldn't happen to be going here. To Stockholm. Yeah. yeah Stockholm. Because she is getting the Nobel Prize for Fruit Cup. For Fruit Cup. <laughs> for Fruit Cup. <laughs> um, so the B plot to all this is Posey is trying to find, uh, inner peace slash enlightenment. Yeah. By watching like these guidance videos or listening to these guidance tapes, I forget. I think they're... Well, I don't know because no, it's videos. Because there's a guy it, on TV. I remember he's like a meditation guy. Is it because because there's a point where Kevin's watching TV and she yeah, just... and she changes it, but she doesn't realize. Oh, okay. So uh, there's like this whole B plot of her inside her own head. Yeah. And she has to fight things like the <laughs> the she wolf of jealousy. Yeah. And the uh, the hydra of uh, of material attachments and stuff like that. And Miatas. Yeah. <laughs> And her inner self has, like, a Miata. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, so now you can give up on uh, material desires. Like, are you going to give up the Miata? Uh, d- n- see, I don't have to. It's a lease. <laughs> this is, it's a lease. And so when she finally gets, like, fighting all of these, like, things, she finally gets, like, to the center of this, like, enlightenment city. Uh, and her inner self is about to reveal enlightenment. But it's getting, like, uh, like interrupted by the... By Andy carrying the fence up, yeah, because it's it, like hitting the stairs and then yeah. it's dragging, and it's just like, it's like, what is that noise? And then like her and herself just finally, because she keeps in just keeps getting distracted, and her just like, oh, fine, I'll just show it to you, the the key to enlightenment or whatever. And she just pulls down this curtain, and, and just for like half a frame, it's Ronald McDonald. It's a statue of Ronald McDonald. It's like why though? I, I, I have no idea why. There's no reason or explanation for it. I mean, maybe if you watch the DVD commentary, maybe we should. Uh, I, I don't know if that know. episode has commentary, but I know. it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, so that's that episode. Uh, and then last two episodes, uh, Happy Birthday, Kevin. Uh-huh. This one's funny because uh, it's like this kind of really big character arc for Kevin, like growing out of his suburban uh, upbringing. Yeah. Uh, it's Kevin's birthday. He's having. He's expecting the big fancy parties that his parents used to throw them all the time i mean they even sent a check for them to have their party yeah uh and uh he's having the shittiest day uh like everything is going wrong for him he's like falling into trash cans and stuff yeah um everyone pegged trash at him because he's a birthday boy yeah uh and so he has the worst day while uh andy spent money (laughs) Oh yeah, it's on a on a what? neon sign. On a neon sign. The birthday money that his parents sent him. That says Andy, and it's a palm uh, yeah. tree. And his parents are just like, no, you throw in the best damn birthday party. Yeah. And so he has to take money of his own account to do it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then he's like, no, let's give him a dose of the real world and just throws him a crappy birthday. Yeah. A little Swiss cake roll with a candle in it. He gets him a crossword <laughs> puzzle from like the convenience store. 
yeah like a tv guide yeah word find kind of thing word find yeah yeah yeah. uh and so when because he had actually had such a bad day uh and he's like oh okay you know what i'll throw you a real birthday and then posey comes in like (laughs) welcome to the real world sucker (laughs) and it's this really great like example of like posey loves going along with it She's not a nice person sometimes. Yeah. She you think she's going all on fla- with the mean things. Yeah, you think she's all like flowery and whatever yeah. about it, but she she likes a good joke. Yeah. Um, and so he throws him a real birthday, but like a city birthday, and it's not what he wants. He gives yeah. him an ass cake. He brings him to a ska club to see a Blues Brothers cover Is it of his, their children. It's the same club from before. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, like the Blues Brothers kids. But not really. It's sort like of. the like adopted related name. cousins. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Nephews. Yeah. Uh, so um, they wish Kevin a happy birthday. And then he finally gives him his gift. Uh, and it is the expansion pack for the game he'd been hinting he wanted, not the game itself. Yeah. Uh, and he and uh, Kevin just blows up. And yeah. he's just had a, the worst day. And then Andy goes and leaves. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, sorry, Andy leaves first. Yeah. Because he's just like, I, I threw together this thing and you just ripped it apart like true McFreaking Capote. Yeah. Best line. Uh, and so, uh, first of all, I have to say it again, ass cake. Ass cake. <laughs> ass cake. Oh, it said, um, what is it? Googer Geiger. The Googer Geyser. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Andy goes home and then Posey and Tyler come home. Uh, Posey and Tyler. Posey and Tyler. Uh, Posey and John, Jim, John, my god, I have such a hard time remembering these characters' names. Who's Posey Tyler? That's her last name. Oh. Posey and Jim come home. Okay. And she is wearing the Blues Brothers outfit. She's like, <laughs> she I got to sing on stage with them. Me on stage. <laughs> I sang with the Blues Brothers. And, uh, and whatever his name was, like, Tim Belushi ate half our ass cake. <laughs> uh, and it's like, where's Kevin? It's like, he said he was going home. And it's like, oh no. And then he, they find out that he went to his home home. Yeah, so he went back to their for sale suburban yeah. home. Yeah. And bought a cake from the bakery that his parents used to get his cake at. And is just eating it alone. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, our parents aren't here. Or like they're like, what would our parents say if we're here? And now that like they have the freedom in their house, they do whatever they want. Yeah. He, like, pees in the shower. He said they curse, they slide down the... Uh, the rail. The rail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just as uh, Kevin's about to say, bite me, motherfucker, <laughs> uh, cops burst in the door for a noise complaint, and it turns out to be uh, Andy's old friends, which is another great commentary. Like, it's like old high school friends. Yeah, because, like shit, like, shit dudes, shit party frat dumbasses become cops all the time. Yeah. And that's how we get bad cops. Part of the reason we get bad cops. I mean, yeah. Um, anywho. But, I mean, they're just, like, old high school friends. They're they're the party. Yeah, and then with that, they're like, let's go uh, call in, like, what, like assistance, but it's like, yeah. call in more party people. They have, yeah. like, a blender in their car. Yeah, they they're have like, another, get the blender. <laughs> they have another party for uh, Kevin, and he threw him two birthdays in one day, and he's That's, like, hey, never, no one ever did that for me. Yeah, it's and pretty cool. And they kind of have another bonding brother moment. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's it's like, it, it sucks, because it's, or it's not sucks, but it's, it's really good, because Andy and Kevin have this bonding moment, but also because, like, Kevin has, like, okay, like, like, because, okay, it's, uh, I'm, I'm tripping on my words. Andy gives him this, like, hey, you gotta lower your expectations sometimes. And not in a, like, give up on your dreams, everything sucks in the real world kind of thing. Just, like, 
that's life, man. You gotta have, like, a bit of compromise with what happens. And yeah. then Kevin's also just like, yeah, I'm happy with, like, with liking what my old brothers were like, but I don't think I'm gonna stick to it. And it's this really, like, strong character moment for, like, something you wouldn't expect based on, like, the first two episodes of the show, you know? Yeah, you know, he has to make, like, a sacrifice, and it's, it, it is something small, like, just having a grand birthday. Yeah. But it kind of just shows you that, like, he is adapting to his situation. Yeah. And, like, I guess it's just, like, him holding on to that suburban life. Which, yeah. again, like I was saying, if he really missed that, he would just have, like, go where his parents were. Yeah. For his birthday. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what, uh, the subplot was the snake. Oh, yeah. So, so that other couple in the apartment complex, I, I wish I could remember their names. Um, you can look it up. Yeah. So the she, the activist one, she is raiding an animal test lab and takes home a snake to rescue it. Uh, and she doesn't, him and her, 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 and, her and her husband uh, don't really trust it with their baby. So they put it in a cage and then in the middle of the night it gets out and they see it like slithering by with what sounds like baby's noises coming out of its, like, full stomach. It's enlarged stomach. Yeah. Uh, and so they chase it, and they chase it across the roof. <laughs> and there's this really dumb joke where Jim's like, I can't believe somebody left these brownies on the bus, and he eats <laughs> it, and the snake goes by with what's with baby noises coming out of it, and he just smiles. I can't believe somebody left these brownies <laughs> on the bus. Because <laughs> he thinks they're pot. Yeah. Um, the weed. The. The weed brownies. The, the weed flavor. Uh, they left. He left. They left them on the cannabis. Oh my god! Anywho, yes. So, anyways, uh, it's Natalie the, Hernandez and Carlos Hernandez. Okay, uh, Carlos uh, chases the baby. Uh, uh, chases the snake and nameless and baby. He he chases the snake uh, and uh, on a flagpole and then dips his arm down his throat to pick it out the baby monitor. Yes, that's dad why it sounded like dad instincts. Yeah, uh, because the snake and the baby are actually best friends. Yeah, so they go, they go. The snake goes back to their place and they find it and it's with the baby and they're just having a grand old time. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, not realistic but cute. So, like Hercules when he killed yeah. those snakes. Or uh, what was it? Uh, series of unfortunate events. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, that is the end of that episode. Yes. And then the final episode, this one, like, 12 feels like the last episode, because it's a very, like, season finale character I would have expected it. And I think it was planned to be. Or maybe the order on the DVD. Maybe. Uh, maybe the production order is different. Maybe. Um, I probably would say it. Uh, so the last episode is the Plan 9 from, uh, what was it? Mission Hill? Plan 9 for Mission Hill, yeah, duh. The place that they live in? Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, Kevin walks is walking the dog and sees an X-rated theater in Mission Hill, and he's like, smut in our town? No way. And he keeps walking past it, and he's like, I can't believe this. Yeah. Such filth. Uh, and then, like, rushes in one day. Yeah. It gets to the point where he's just like, one ticket for the X-rated movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, he finds out that does not mean boobies. Oh. No boobies. Oh. Well, Where, boobies when is the in, smut gonna happen? Wait, are there boobies in Clockwork Orange? When are we gonna get to the filth? Well, yeah. <laughs> so he gets uh. out. Um, he's ordering... <laughs> what does he say instead of popcorn? He's like, cock porn. <laughs> <laughs> cock porn. <laughs> uh, or, um... Oh, God. 
What, what was the other one? It was a good and plenty was the candy, but he says something else. I don't remember. Uh, something. Shit. Yeah. Something dirty. Um, yeah, so uh, he realized that the uh, he finds Wally is the projectionist there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, my neighbor I, uh, wasn't here to watch my... It's like, no, don't worry, son. This X just means, like, the movies that are serious. Yeah. You know? uh, and so he and Wally become film buffs. Mm-hmm. Or Wally is a film buff. And he turns uh, Kevin into one. They start mm-hmm. watching classic films. He teaches him, like, the, the storytelling aspect and, like, the techniques and all that. Uh, and he becomes uh, a bit of a snob. Yeah. Um, and uh, Everyone. He tries to show his friends 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. And they're like, when are we going to get to the aliens? <laughs> what is that black thing? <laughs> and then, I mean... Yeah, he does become quite the movie snob. Yeah. And then he goes out and looks for, like, the next the next cinema feature that he wants to Oh, yeah, the next at. one planned is called uh, The Man from Pluto. I didn't even know if that's planned. He just kind of found it in the projection room. Or, no, like, a poster it was on the flyer. It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, it turns out to be Wally's movie that he made with Gus as the lead actor. But what's his, like... Director name. Walty, uh, Walter Langford. And now his name is Walter L. Ford. His, what, his name is Walter f- just Ford? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wally Ford. Walter Wally Langford sounds like a very indirect of the 50s yeah. name. Um, so the story of this was... Oh, no. The story comes after. So first they get they the movie sh- together. He does a lot of work to do it. Yeah. And... Uh, Wally's getting more and more nervous about this. Yeah. While Gus is like, "Hey, they found that movie." Yeah, and then uh, like they just pl- pr- bleh, sorry, they plan a premiere for it at yes. the theater. And to find it, they go to Beardo, which is like this mm-hmm. like horrible movie snob, the worst kind of yeah. movie snob. Like we both probably went to one of went to school with one of these film snobs. Probably. Like this. So he's just, just this big dude who uh, has a big beard and a beret and has like the most obscure knowledge of all movies, including mm-hmm. pornos that Andy <laughs> rents regularly. Um, the pornos are at the back. <laughs> um, and then so they get the film. Uh, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's really bad old, like, pulp uh, 50s kind of schlock. But it's also, like... Because you learn about, like, why it's like yeah. that. Well, like, yeah. the budget gets cut. So, everyone makes fun of it. They make fun of Gus and Wally, and they're all laughing. Yeah. Uh, and then Andy and the roommates are all making fun of him, too, because Jim walks out to the roof with, yep. like, a fishbowl on his head and pushes, like, what did you do with my goldfish? Please tell me. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about a goldfish. I'm the man from Pluto. Yeah. And then they see Wally on the roof. He's like, oh, geez, Wally's like... I- I, I respect it too much to lie to you. It's terrible. What happened? Yeah. Uh, and he tells him the story. Yeah. And the story is that he had the opportunity to direct with, like, Paul Newman and... A Paul Newman type. Paul McNewman. And a Charlton Heston type of person. Yeah. Uh, it's actually them, but I think it's, like, before they changed their names. Oh, Paul yeah, McNewman yeah. and Charleston Heston. Because like, those aren't, those aren't yeah. acting names. Or uh, Charleston McHeston. Charleston. Charles McHeston. Charles McHeston. And so, yeah, so he has the chance to make the movie that he wants with, like, the right actors. But he just falls in, falls in, in love, love with, with, like, a sexy bald man. Yeah, this, well, like a, like a stagehand or a set hand. Yeah. Uh, and they fall in love and he makes him the man from Pluto. Yeah. Because he just, like, I mean, he just wants to put his love on screen. Yeah. Um, and it's sweet. Um, 
<laughs> and like it's so funny it's like what i'll do whatever he did yeah. he has the part i'll do and then somebody whispers and he's like oh never mind he's like oh no, no um and i love that part of the love scene like the, the like love montage is a he makes him a sandwich and benny's just like oh i love it <laughs> and then they're also like laughing together and because it's like the 50s or 60s or whatever police are chasing them because they're two men oh in yeah love in public. but it's so cute um it's uh it's just like so poignant just like but you learned that the man from Pluto is, like, a love letter just to Gus. Yeah. And he'd be like, here you are. Yeah. This so, is how so, I see you. Yeah. People, actors, money, funding, everything leaves. Yep. Uh, and Everyone he, pulls out. No budget. So he has to make it with a bunch of homeless people. And, like, they have to change lines because everyone's stupid now. Yeah. Like, uh, like Gus can't act. He's a mook. He's just a person. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, he can't even, like, emote, so they just put a, like, he always looks angry, so they put a red light bulb on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's all bad, and, like, but, like, the story of it is, like, like, because, like, the story of it is he wanted to, like, make a movie about, like, with somebody loved. Yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Kevin overhears all of this when mm-hmm. he's telling Andy and, uh, Jim and Posey. Uh, and so he, uh, he takes him to, or he... I forget what happens first. Does he take him to go see the cult screening of it? Yes. Yeah, he takes him to go see it, and it's basically Rocky Horror. People have, like, light bulbs lifting up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all, like, laughing along with it. It's the room kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Wally finds that, like, oh, it's nice that people enjoy it in this way, even if it's not the way I intend it. You My know? God, Wally is Tommy Wiseau. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he is voiced by Tom Kenny. This is bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. I did not hit her. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not hit her. I don't. I don't hit oh, no. Oh, mock. I didn't hit a day mock. Okay. Anyways, um, what happened? Oh, where he gets like the money, like the money left over from the movie is yeah, the they, money they, they used, used to, to buy Gus's. Yeah, yeah, change his name. Move to Mission yes. Hill by the diner and that's where they've been for the rest of their yeah. years so um <laughs> and andy cheers him up by saying like by showing him like look people enjoy it like this and also like it's your love letter to gus which is very sweet it's a very sweet um ending mm-hmm. uh, especially because uh wally comes home and finds that gus left him a little yeah. romantic note and he fell as- and he's like i have a surprise for you but he fell asleep yeah he was wearing the man from pluto helmet it's so cute. It's cute they're cute yeah um and that's it and that is mission hill that is mission hill oh my god hill. that's mission hill what did you think final thoughts well now that it, you said it i think that kevin's birthday could have been the end yeah it, it really should have been switched yeah yeah um yeah. but i think the man from pluto is one of my favorite episodes it's this one of the sweetest ones yeah i i really like and that these one char- the characters are given backstory they're not like one hit i assure you if the series went on longer mm-hmm. we would have seen a background episode for every little character we've seen in the show yeah but i mean they still had exposition eh, sorry exposition on yeah. their you know careers in their life like you know that the hernandez is like a painter the husband's a painter and the wife is like a political activist, yeah. activist. like you um, know those facts yeah uh and so I, I think we should do a bonus episode of the storyboard released ones like ones that are fully boarded and animatic and stuff okay let's um, do it but we no rush on that we can do some other stuff first and then come back to it okay yeah so in the future yeah you might see a bonus episode come out about uh what is it animatics 
Uh, yes. The, the, is it so animatics two, or is it animatics when they're when they're like edited together? No, I know what an animatic is. I'm just wondering because you said animatic and storyboard. So oh, like, no, is no, it like, a bit like of both? Fully boarded and then an- turned into animatics with um, people doing voices for them. Oh, okay, that's um, pretty there cool. There was a live reading of it, I think. Ooh. Um, yeah. So uh, those were released in as two, basically two full episodes. Okay. One major turning point for two characters too. Yeah, let's watch them. Um, yeah. So, uh, but you've overall, seen it. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, overall thoughts. I like this show. Yeah. You know. Uh, you happy that they're trying to bring it back? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think that I do, I do think that I enjoy it more now. I don't think if I watched it before that I would have liked it. What do you mean before? Like what time? When it came out. Yeah. I, I don't think it would have been it, for me, it, but it, like it, now I like it. Yeah. And it also, it's cross-generational too, because it's clearly two different generations. They're like the MTV generation. Well, Yeah. And you get a bit of, like, that with having both Andy and Kevin be, like, older yeah. and younger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, let's see. Favorite episode of the entire thing? The Man from Pluto. Man from Pluto? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, having rewatched it, I think my favorite is still... Hold on, let me take a look at that list again. I still like the one with I the think, hot pants, though. I think Happy Birthday Kevin is a top one. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Uh, I like unemployment. I like when he gets part two when he gets the job. That's a good one. Because um, I like seeing people like not realizing they have like skills like that, and then realizing like, oh, I could do this. The first this, unemployment you know? makes me angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I was like, in my mind, I'm just like responsibility. Yeah, I think that one and the real world are my two favorites. Two favorite. You like? Oh yeah, you like the real world one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the hot pants one still. Hot. <laughs> uh, What's it? Uh, spicy Pantsu? <laughs> spicy Pantsu. <laughs> um, yeah. What's the, what's the drink? Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, what was the anus bar? Was it anus bar? It was an anus He's like, bar. oh, you just don't have another anus bar? <laughs> yeah. Can I just have the anus bar? <laughs> um, donkey soda, maybe? No, I think it was just the anus bar. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, favorite character overall? I think it's Jim. Jim, your favorite character, yeah. and uh, second favorite character. Stoke. Least favorite character. Ron. Yeah, Ron's the worst. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> um, yeah. What'd you do to my car? God. Uh, any. Uh, one more question for you. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Who's your favorite? Um. Who is your favorite? Uh like arc what's your favorite like character arc in this mm, wouldn't that have to do with episode no, yeah but I like like, what, like what's or i guess like what's your favorite like moment like 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 a turning point for a character <laughs> posey coming out with the sign that said <laughs> welcome to the real world That's suckers yeah <laughs> uh, i think i still like uh uh andy realizing like he'd been left behind in slackerdom that's a good one too um any other thoughts or questions to add i think i said posy just because like like you like i get like i get it like it's that's a character you know she grows her own vegetables you think like she's like oh i'm just here for everyone in the planet yeah but like the parts where like when she was selling her vegetables and she was like and then the guy in the market was like do you want do you want me to start selling your vegetables he's like no (laughs) Like, that kind of shit. Yeah. And then the sign, I was like, yeah, she's pretty funny. Oh, Posey's probably... It's probably, like, Jim and Posey are my favorite characters. Good choices. Strong yeah. choices. I don't know. I think I liked Justin Wally are my favorite side characters, and my favorite character is Andy. A lot of the times, I was trying to figure out which voices were from The Simpsons. 
I don't think that many, honestly. I think they I'm got like pretty a pretty sure they have some cast. of the some of the like ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, any other thoughts, questions? I think I'm good. I liked it a yeah. lot. I'm glad you liked I it. I liked it. It was good. It was a. Uh, it seems. It seems what now is with, with highlighters. It's it a classic like. now. <laughs> I know, like the the triangle with all the highlighters. Yeah. Uh, yeah all those colors. Exactly That's like I'm Andy and Jack in, ge- yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I. I hope it comes back soon. Yeah. Um. People have been wanting that for a while. And maybe we'll come back with that other bonus episode. Yeah. Um, so that's two bonuses for the price of one topic. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, let's go eat some bugles or something. Oh, my God. Which hands? Which fingers? Yeah. Bugles and beer. Beagles. Bu- beagles. Beagles. Also, he kept Jägermeister. Yeah, he kept Jägermeister under his bed for years. Yeah. He didn't clear He didn't clear that out. The new people moved in after didn't. Or no, it was for sale. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, thank you for listening. Who's your favorite for, to, to our French. first TV show attempt at this? And it's a very multiple, and the, our first multiple part one. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sticking around. If you did, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Rate review, and please follow us at Pop Cultured Pod. That's Pop uh, Cultured underscore Pod mm-hmm. on Twitter, uh, and follow me at Sean at Your Son. That's S E A N, the number eight U R S O N on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Chelsea. Mine is uh, Chelsea Cruzy on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you've been uh, great McFrickin' listeners. That, that wasn't great. What? I don't know. I was trying to do a McFrickin'. Oh, uh, I was going to say, stay safe out there. <laughs> yes, also stay safe. Uh, happy quarantine. Happy <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> Shh. All right, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>